Live from downtown Farmington Hills. It's Settle on the Screen Live. Your hosts tonight are Michael, Josh, Mike, and Nintendo. Our guest tonight is the one and only Walter Day. And we'll have the latest video game world records from TwinGalaxies.com. We're going to be celebrating the 35th anniversary of that scoreboard. Make sure you join us in the chat. No! <laughs> now you guys can't see us tonight here on Settle It On The Screen. <laughs> you can't hear us and now you can't see us. Boom! Welcome everybody to Settle It On The Screen. Sorry for the green screen. Nick, Nick sabotaged everything. He didn't want to come back to work after the show. Welcome everybody to Settle It On The Screen. The definitely the informal show and we definitely try to entertain ourselves at least about the world of competitive video gaming i am michael sroka uh, i am of course here along with my good friends um josh houselander and mike janae uh how are you guys doing great we get, we get audio and video now yeah we have audio and video this is kind of like our second run right yes yeah uh, we also have uh glenn updike he's going to be in skype with audio uh and our guest tonight which i know many of you are tuning into uh, the reason why we're celebrating 35, 35 years of a scoreboard, uh, Walter Day. Um, how are you doing, Walter? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. This is kind of neat. I like the setup. Uh, you got a couple guys on the couch. And, yeah. uh, and you got a couple guys on the couch. What a great show. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and that's up. And that's up. That's up, Dykeman. Yep. That's right. Yep. Okay. I like the guitar. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You guys should play together. You guys live closer. That's you got, true. You got pianist, the bass player. I can play guitar. You can sing. And Mike, you got to learn the drums, I guess. I'm have to learn drums. Yeah. I mean, we all got it's instruments already. <laughs> I like that picture because it's got my two favorite things: music, and then there's an arcade cab behind it. So I got games and arcade. And music. I thought for sure you were going to say hats and neckties. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we'll be talking about, Walter, how this all started 35 years ago. But what we typically do in honoring the tradition, the reason why we're doing this show is kind of took the torch over from Walter when we uh, interviewed him. Uh, we want to honor the uh, latest world record holders verified in the past 24 hours. Um, so we got to pull that up here. Since our, our no well, video, no audio. Okay, well you have to you have to let me start it in the most proper uh, the most proper way, of course. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Go ahead. I got the hey. screen for you. Go ahead. That's welcome to Video Game News Update. I'm Walter Day. Awesome. Why don't you take the first one, Walter? Okay, boy. Neil Hernandez never stops. You know, Neil Hernandez is one of the most wonderful human beings on the face of the earth. The stuff he does for his friends is amazing absolutely amazing he will go out of his way again and again and again to make sure that your life is going better that everything is you're safe and that everything's going good and maybe even slip you a thousand dollars maybe slip you a thousand dollars and uh just take care just take care of you and everything take care of your needs he's such a great human being and on top of that 
he's a uh, he's an arcade genius too. Um, so what is this? This is the class of 1981 Galaga. Fast shot speed, 2,324,540 points. And he did that while sober, according to the, uh, um, the reports we got from the police in his town. So I think that he passes all the filters that, are, that have to pass, in other words, to be accepted by the Twin Galaxies community. And he can't appear on another card yet because he's already on a card. And that's what you folks will see on the screen there. By the way, do you folks regularly show the trading cards up on the screen? Oh, that, that is, that's the typical, uh, if they don't send us a picture, the default picture is the, is the uh, trading card. And some people do choose the trading card for sure. If they've been put on a trading yeah. card yet. Yeah, yeah. that's so, true oh, yeah. too. Some people are brand new and they got to earn their way to get oh, yeah. a trading card. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's a great-looking card. I wonder who designed it. Anyway. I wonder who. Now, I think if you guys can really see, I think it says Walter Day at the very, very top. Very smart. Walter small Day. Top. Original referee and trading card guru. That's Walter right. Day. Yes, that's what Trading uh, card guru. I hadn't gone there yet with it, but that sounds... <laughs> trading card guru. Yes, the... I'm, 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 I'm publishing the Swami series. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, I, I love giving Walter a new name. Like, I, I love giving, I mean, what, we, he's the godfather of competitive gaming. That's true. Mm -hmm. He's the trading card guru, the king of soup. He is, I mean, he is, it's, his titles are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, forget this right. There you go. Congratulations to John Brissy from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Xbox 360 Midway Arcade Origins uh, score on Smash TV compilation disc. 951,010 points. Nice job, John. The most frequent yeah. world record. Almost a, oh, almost a nightly. He times them out, I think, because other people will have like six verified in a day, and then they won't be verified for another couple yeah. days. But John, he's consistent, spreads them out sure to make sure he's on Settle It That's on right. the Screen every night. He's got to get that pub, get yeah. them props. <laughs> That's what it's about for John Brissy. But speaking of pub and props, let's give some to Paul Ford from merry old England. His new world record played on one quarter, Mame, Pink Sweets, Ibarra, Sorakara. Nice job. Points. In the harder version of the game, 118,190. Nice. Uh, it was maimed, so he didn't really do that in one quarter, but I was just trying to go give an old throwback to Walter. The amount for, uh, of electricity used, to... used, probably a quarter. Yeah, yeah, probably more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I used to love how Walter used to tell us how they did it on one quarter back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, we have Kyle Nelson from Iowa, the great state of Iowa. Uh, for his record is for the Nintendo Entertainment System to the Earth NTSC points two hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred. Well done, Kyle. Nice job, Kyle. And Recent Duck Hawk, Duck Hunt world record holder. Ah, Very he cool. is. And that is not his video game trading card on no. there. That is a picture of him with a Bud Light <laughs> a bucket on his head. Uh, that is excellent. So if sobriety, that's true, is is key as Walter hinted at earlier. Um, then he perhaps would be disqualified from this record. But I do not believe uh, that this particular world record says you must be sober we'll while it, doing it. So, um, I don't know, is it, well, is it clearly, harder or easier? He, he to clearly, get... the desire to get this high score on this particular game clearly was on his bucket list. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you guys are replaced. Oh, my God. Or I'm replaced. Good stuff, Walter. Uh, Good stuff. Oh, man. Congrats, Kyle. 
Yeah. Mike, you go ahead, Glenn. All right, we have Paul Tessie from Linwood. Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Donkey Kong Competition Pack, highest score, 5,553. And if anybody's been paying attention to Paulie's trying to take over all the competition uh, cartridges known to man, I think this is one of his final ones, if not the final one, that he had to get the world record on. So congrats, Paul. Nice job. Seems like not high of a score, but a very low-scoring game. Yeah. That, that, so yeah. that is a, a very good score. Yeah, he, he inched out game. the world record by, I think, about 200 points. And there's quite a few people going over. In the past couple of years have been trying to Big margin push on this one. Yeah. De- decent margin only, on that game. You only got a couple minutes to get yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, Walter, we'll let you have the last two because, like I said, this show is inspired about your video game news updates. So go ahead. My goodness, a new world record on the PlayStation 4 platform, Trackmania Turbo. And this is from Matt Maxwell Hanuske. And uh, he got the fastest time. Uh, the screen cuts out a little bit of it, so it just looks like something Series 82. Fastest time, 39.43, I believe, seconds it must be. Yep. Max Haraski, uh, New World Record. So congratulations, Max. Uh, uh, PlayStation 4 Championship. Uh, boy. Yep. Uh, t- oh, just a this is probably just one of a thousand records he holds, probably. That, that is true. And just a little program note for you Trackmania Turbo fans. Not this Monday. I think a couple Mondays from now. We'll, we'll release it. But we are having a Trackmania LAN party on Settle on the Screen. So we're going to have a competition on a Monday night here. Everybody's in the lobby. We get to see everybody compete because that's what's cool about new yeah. games is we can all kind of be social and see what everybody does sitting from their couches. But we're going to broadcast that. We're going to give away some prizes uh, in a couple weeks, and we're going to settle it here on the screen. Uh, Walter, is it uh, is it safe to say that uh, for that world record he gave his maximum effort? <laughs> he gave his maximum haraske? <laughs> Did I get my job back, Mike? Uh, yeah, you can share it with Walter. <laughs> Walter's on four nights a week. You're on, you, you give him one day off. <laughs> you want to do one more, Walter, or you want me to finish it out? No, n- no settle it on the screen show is complete without a Fred Bugman appearance. That's true. So a new world record on the PS2 Pac-Man World Rally, uh, playing the Watermelon Cup. Is that what it says, Watermelon yeah, Cup? It does. Yes. Mm-hmm, yep. uh, Windi- winding wetlands. Okay, winding wetlands, fastest race. It looks like two million forty six point eighty four seconds. Or rather two 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 minutes forty six point eighty four seconds. Fred Budwin. So congratulations, Fred. And I, I know that Fred has a lot of records because I've seen him appear elsewhere in the context of the scoreboard. So mm. congratulations on yet another another record, Fred. Yes, nice job. And those are just of course a select few video game world records from the Twin Galaxy database. Um, you can go to TwinGalaxies.com, submit your score, learn how to do that uh, if you're just joining us for the first time. But it looks like most of you in the chat pretty much know what it's all about, of course. Um, before we get into the talking with Wil- Walter about some history, about the uh, 35th anniversary and how this score, some maybe some good stories of how this came about, and I know Walter has some news about some events coming up this year. Um, I don't know, what, what are, we, what are we supposed to do something? I don't know. Do, do arcade gamers talk? 
No, typically they don't want to, but um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared as like I thought it was, but because Nick went on vacation. Yeah, but uh, but here's what arcade gamers things that arcade game said by arcade gamers. <laughs> I, I got a I got a mouth sniper in there. My tongue is like a sneak attack killer. That's my girlfriend. Okay, you wouldn't be asking anything then. I don't have any of those. Right? You want to do a long distance kiss? Uh, I'm not getting anything. Oh, sorry, Walter. We'll send you the clip. Yeah. Everybody in Skype doesn't get to watch the fun stuff. We'll send it to you. Okay, so I'll send you the so one we did a view a couple weeks I was, ago. I was, I was reading their lips. I thought this was just the Ripley. I thought this was the lip reading segment of the yes. show. That Usually, you have Usually is. Oh, look at that. Walter's right there. I know. Hey, what's up, Walter? Sure I kind of like that. How you doing, that. buddy? I kind of like that view. I'll, I'll, see see I'll, make, I'll make him sit on the couch. <laughs> I'll, make it, I'll make it happen. You know, Mike, I was thinking, well, well, we were, uh, well, we were listening to Keith Apicary talking, mm -hmm. the classic gaming whiz. Was I, am I the only one on the show who was alive back when, uh, when Twin Galaxies began? No, I was alive. 35 years ago? I was you alive. were alive? Yeah, okay. I was alive, yeah. I was, well, I was born after the arcade, yep. but the scoreboard, I was, I was a healthy two-month-year-old baby. Okay, so you were, you were three months old mm -hmm. when, uh. When uh, so, the uh, scoreboard began, I was I'm I'm going to be 32, so I wasn't alive yet. So oh, technically, was... that makes me a whippersnapper. Yes, Glenesis was not around yet, nor was our friend Mike Janae. This is true. So, Walter was the only one here. Yes, pretty much. I was I was. What are you talking about? I was I was like a toddler. I was a kid. I was probably talking okay. in full sentences. I was out of diapers. Did you submit a score that day on February 9th? I did not submit 1982? a score. I did not submit a score that day. <laughs> 1982. My, my scores came a little later. A wee bit later. So, Walter, if you can, I, I mean, many of us here watching the show and us know, of course, how the scoreboard started. But if you could, in your own words, give everybody a summary of how the scoreboard came about. Well, the scoreboard, and you can, you can hear me okay, can't you? Oh, yes. Yep. Okay, good. So the scoreboard seemed to happen by itself because it was like the forces of nature just winding up, just getting ready to throw a fastball you know, right down across the plate. You may not have never heard that kind of analogy. No, explain, actually, Walter. Twin galaxies. Walter, if but essentially, if you watch our show, Nick and Glenn, that's all they talk about is baseball. So you fit perfectly right into this show. <laughs> oh, is that is that is that true? Yeah, you know, I, I, talk yeah. About the, the the week before yes. baseball starts, Everything you should just right. be on the show every week with these two, and I'm gonna go home because all they're gonna talk about is, oh, uh, yeah. So the, baseball, baseball analogies games. can be used all the time. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> It, it was February, February 7th, 1982. It's a Friday. I think it was a Friday. It might have been the day before, Thursday. But a, a video game player walks up to me in the arcade and holds up a copy of the January 18th, 1982 edition of Time Magazine. 
and it has a big cover, colorful cover story on video games and their profound growing influence on the culture of the times. And, uh, and inside this, it must have been like 9, 10, 11, 12 page article. It was, it was the feature article, of course. There was a couple paragraphs about a video game player from Chicago who was dominating the Defender game uh, and getting high scores. Now, I think the reason the story was written in Chicago and that it had access to a local Chicago bunch of gamers was because they were there because that's where most of the Koenop was coming out of. That was the Koenop, that was Grand Central Station for the Koenop world, you know, with you know mm-hmm. all the different companies that were there in Chicago because they'd grown out of the, uh, the old vending and pinball route era. And so this person's name was Steve Jurassic, and he had got about 14 million, or was it 15 million points uh, on a defender? I don't remember details anymore. And uh, the person, the kid, Tony Matten, held the magazine up and said, I can beat this person's score. And I said, what are you talking about? And he opened up the magazine and he showed me the paragraphs uh, talking about the kid being a champion and uh, going and beating Defender uh, and having what the magazine, I think I think the magazine was proposing that it was the world record. Well, anyway, I said, prove it. So that weekend he started playing, and by the time the weekend was over, he had scored, and here's the memory giving away again, it was either 24 million points in 25 hours or 25 million points in 24 hours. I just can't remember anymore. And so essentially, uh, and as this is going on, I just call the radio station and uh, say, hey, this guy's going for a world record on a video game. And the reaction was so profound, it really took me by surprise. They ran right over to cover it in person. Hmm. <laughs> and, that, and then the newspaper started getting involved. And then before that night was over, we started getting phone calls from St. Louis and Chicago in Kansas City, because for for some reason the media was embracing this on a surprising level, because what this represented was that the new fangled, highly advanced technology was going nose to nose with mankind, and human beings were in a battle with the machine, and uh, these incredibly strange, new, wonderful, marvelous games uh, were challenging. Mankind, in a sense. And so these video game players beating these machines, dueling with these machines, was an amazing story to them. So the media flocked to this. So that by the time the weekend was over, we had been in the media, we had been in the news a lot of times, beyond counting, because it became a whirlwind. When Monday morning came, I called up Williams Electronics and said, we have a person here who got this score. Is this the world record? And when Monday morning said, came, you know, I called up it after all these Williams years, said, well, we don't know because we don't keep track of the scores. Well, we get these calls all the time now, but no one keeps track of the records, so we can't help you. So I thought about that, and then I called up Replay and Play Meter Magazine, which were the two main, and they still exist, by the way, the two main coin-operated uh, industry trade magazines. And they both said the exact same thing, essentially, that we don't know, but we get these calls all the time, every day, but no one keeps track of the records, so we can't help you. So I'm thinking about this, and then uh, just on just on 
some feeling level I call Atari and ask them about scores. Then I call Midway. Hmm. Then I call uh, I called I called I called Williams first. Then I called Atari and Midway. I called Exidy and I called Stern and I called Nintendo. And I believe I called Universal, but I can't remember what the seventh one was right now. I could find out someday, I think. But essentially, I called nine phone calls and maybe about 30, 40, 40, 50 minutes and talked to each one of them. And they all said that they're getting pepper with phone calls all the time, but they don't know what the world records are in any of their games. And it's because no one keeps track of the scores. So I thought a lot about that, and there was just this 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 deep feeling of real oh i see the shirt that's funny yeah that's his version of flashing me yeah. how about that <laughs> just peeks in whenever he wants during the show go on didn't mean to distract you Carlter. so, so well, I couldn't help but notice when you went swelled your chest oh up you just saw the eyes oh. just peeking out over a little <laughs> So, so essentially, uh, I thought a lot about this, and I discussed this with my partner, John Block, and I said, there's something to this. There's something we got. I just said, I just felt there was something I got to do, because you got to realize that my background, I opened up the arcade because it was fun for me. Playing the games was way more important to me than even making money. I just loved it so much. I, you hope it's going to make money, and we try to make money. But boy, I was up till two in the morning with the kids playing the games every night in the arcade because I love playing the games so much. And, uh, but I also was personally intrigued by the pursuit of excellence as manifested in video game play. Because video game playing to me, you know, when a person is an athlete, they have the big hulk of the body around them. And they're expressing their athletic skill through the through the strength and the speed of their muscles and their and their aerobic strength, so forth and so on. When you're playing video games, there still would have to be some cardio there and some aerobic strength. But really, the video game playing was cutting it right down to the most leanest, leanest version of it's just mind-body coordination, high fast reaction time eye-hand coordination, all these qualities that are there still in a football, like in Tom Brady in a skill set, but he also has the big hulking body that's part of the, 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 whole, the whole equation for like an athlete. So I was intrigued by excellence in video game playing and what it would be that would separate, in a sense, the men from the boys or the greatest players from the less greater players. So in the summer of 1981, actually in the spring and summer of... I went about four or five major trips, and I went to like a hundred arcades, and I just went and played games at them. I was actually on the road as a salesperson selling old newspapers, you know, newspapers from the Civil War and stuff. They were for interior decor to hang on the wall, like in office buildings and stuff. I didn't sell too many, but I sure went to a lot of arcades, <laughs> and uh, and there were many instances when I would be there watching someone who was the local champ, and an interesting phenomena happened. One that we see today. You'll see people talking about the birth of esports today and say, look at this incredible development. We are able to fill a whole stadium up with a hundred yeah. or whatever number they're pulling out of a hat nowadays. Oh, and those yeah. people actually pay to watch those people play. Mm -hmm. I can tell you by firsthand experience 
that back in 1980 and 81 and 82, when a champion video game player would be putting on a show with a skill set, whether it's something as simple and primitive as Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or Gorf or Galaxium, a big crowd of people would gather around him. Then a bigger crowd and a bigger crowd so that he would be the center of the arcade. And the reason that would happen is because that deep, that psychological quality or that trend, that psychological part of a, of, of a person as a, as, a, as, a, as a video game player, I, let me put it this way. Spectator sport for video game playing was completely in play way back then. That's why you'd get a big crowd around a great champion, mm -hmm. even back in 1980, 81. You, you and now we have 100,000 people, and it's all internet. It was 40 million people watching, or whatever the numbers, the correct numbers are. Mm -hmm. It's the same dynamic. It's nothing new. It's the same dynamic. It's just that there's now the intranet, an internet that allows the champions to present their skill set to the whole world and the world loves it and is willing to pay and show up and watch them play. If if back in 1982 there had been the technology available and everybody knew through all the whole all the whole global internet uh, of the global arcade world knew that the best Pac-Man player in the world was going to be playing and all they had to do was sign up and they could watch it online. You can be sure that there would have been five million people watching if the best Pac-Man player was going to show his stuff and go for the world record online back in 1982. It's the technology that has changed a lot of this so that the same old, you know, psychological, you know, qualities that the arcade players have are still in play now and that's why spectator sport for video game playing is such a big deal simply because it always was such a big deal since the technology has allowed it to show itself on this huger on the huger world stage you know mm -hmm. so i saw this while traveling around the nation and uh and i was writing down scores i had tons of little little Scraps of paper, you know, the 504,000 on Tempest in Louisville or whatever, like in Imperia, Kansas or something like that. All these little notes. And so I'm thinking about this, what has been told to me, said to me by these nine phone calls. And, and it just, the idea just came into my head that to call these people back up and tell them that we have a scoreboard here. Because we did, we had scores on the wall. We had our internal scoreboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the internal, stuff. yeah. And that, and that we are, and that we are taking, we are keeping track of scores. If anybody's interested, and here's where it got really interesting. Because all nine of those people who received my phone calls, no one argued, no one resisted, no one said, "Who are you? Like, who are you?" <laughs> and no, they didn't. Not, none of them did the "Who are you?" thing. They all said, "Well, thank you very much. That's a very kind offer." And we will put your name and phone number right here by our front desk Rolodex so that when someone calls for, for a score, we will give them your name and number. And then at least a couple of them asked, and who are you? I gave them my name, Walter Day, of course, but who are you? And off the top of my head, I said, oh, we're the Twin Galaxies National Scoreboard. And so they said, <laughs> thank you very much. And I hung up the phone, went back to playing Gorf, which was my You're true salesman, Walter. You know that, right? <laughs> went back to playing salesman. Gorf. And 30 minutes later, one of my workers tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's a phone call for you from someone about a video game score. And I go, what? And uh, it really, is, it, 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 this is happening pretty fast when you think about it 30 minutes later. And what it was, it was a man, you guys should do a show. 
the great search for Casey Murphy. The first person to call in that moment was Casey Murphy. I see Josh Hollinger writing it down. Oh, yeah. It's 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 C A S E Y Murphy. And he was in he was in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, which if I remember correctly is a suburb uh, suburb of uh, Nashville, I think. So he called up and he had a score, I think it was 525,000 uh, something like that on Galaga. And he's and, he, and he's calling up because after I had hung up the phone, he called Midway and asked what the high score on Gallagher was. And I can imagine the scene, the lady says, the lady probably said, oh, wait, wait, oh, no, wait, wait, we got a number here. Oh, I know where you can call. That probably happened like within minutes after I hung up. And so he's calling me now just 30 minutes after I did the phone calls. And, uh, and I look up the scoreboard with all the stuff we got there on the wall, and I say, and I see that he's in second place behind our night manager. <laughs> and I said, I say, I say very solemnly, you have the second highest score in the world. And he just about freaks and goes, whoa, Nelly. And he says, I'll, I'll call you back. I'll, I'll call you back. I'll beat that score. And he called back a day or two later and he had a higher score. Now, at this point in time, it's all new. And I have no sense of exactly what the criteria will be and what the processes will be. But of course, that's what Twin Galaxies is all about. Twin Galaxies is the eternal service provider that learns what it needs to learn through having an incredible body of supporters and wise gamers who believe in what Twin Galaxies does so much that they make sure that Twin Galaxies is equipped with the most cutting-edge information and cutting-edge uh, uh, you know, procedures that will allow you know, Twin Galaxies to be you know, the, 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 global, the, the global adjudicator of world records. So, and that started from the very beginning. Video, another amazing phenomenon was that, is that the video game players flocked to Twin Galaxies. They instantaneously flocked to Twin Galaxies. There were no people resisting, no people being a problem. Everybody wanted to help. Everybody wanted to get involved. Please do not anybody think that this all happened because Walter Day is a genius. This happened because the collective collective mind of the gamers of that age, the ones who were the fathers of organized video game playing, they all participated and contributed and made the whole thing happen by bringing their best knowledge to the forefront and getting it all together so that rules developed, a tradition of uh, enforcing the rules developed, contests developed, I'll get back to that, and don't let me forget to talk about contests. Okay, contests developed, <laughs> Uh, and I hope I'm not being too long-winded, but uh, I thought you no. might have a fun... No, that's, that, that, that's good. You're, you're uh, our guest of honor. You're our guest of honor. And uh, Walter, just real briefly, I know you said you're not responsible. You are correct. You are not responsible. But what you, the, the, the grain that everybody thanks you for, and I know you're, you're very humble about it, is you just described it to me. I never knew this until you just told us about five minutes ago that... On your trip there, you're writing down all those scores. Yep. If you didn't write all those collections of scores to start it, yeah. that would be that. That's your that is your ultimate contribution, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like anybody can care about their own score. Yeah, yeah. Or, or your friend's scores, or your own scores. arcade. Yeah, you were writing down scores yeah. from all 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 over, which is very awesome. And it was because Walter's such a nice guy, and because he's such a trustworthy guy that people did want to come to him. Yeah. He's the perfect person to be mm -hmm. your initial head referee because 
he is a person to go to. He does care about other people's scores. Walter said a few minutes ago that mm. that this didn't happen because he was a genius. But let's be clear, Walter is a genius. Maybe that isn't why it happened. Maybe this all happened despite Walter's genius. <laughs> but Walter is a genius. Let, let's, well, let, 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 me, let me say something <laughs> about that remark, Josh, because you're hitting, very, you're hitting on a very interesting point here. Let's, let me make another analogy. You know when lightning comes down and strikes a, uh, a lightning rod, mm-hmm. and then the lightning rod could convey that electrical charge someplace uh, like if it strikes if it strikes the power lines you know that it go, you know the power lines up on the up on the telephone poles or electric mm-hmm. poles whatever that electricity will get conveyed far out along those wires in all directions for a long ways so it's almost like the forces of nature that were getting ready to bring this amazing phenomena that twin galaxies is like the flagship twin galaxies represents the whole birth of video game playing because it's the collective people all together, not just me and my the name Twin Galaxies. It was actually a collective energy and it was like coming down like almost like a bolt of lightning and it needed some place to touch down first and it needed a place that was like a lightning rod hooked up to the power lines that would allow that incredible you know descent of electricity to actually meaningfully go someplace and do stuff far away. So that when Twin Galaxies started, it united all the arcades around the world. Now, of course, many of them didn't learn about Twin Galaxies for dec- you know, for a long time because there was no internet then. This all happened without the internet. But you have to see that it united all the arcades. It had this incredible domino effect where all the arcades got pulled into it and they became united in a global esports arena. And the reason it is a legitimate esports arena is because it allowed Twin Galaxies to organize all the arcades into a into an infrastructure where when someone plays a game and they get a world record instead of their world record being only for their own benefit in their own local arcade it allowed that world record to be uh, the goal or the standard bearer for everybody else in the world to try and beat so therefore, it organized a tradition of world champions with world titles like the Donkey Kong belt, you know, the Pac-Man, mm-hmm. even though we didn't necessarily call it then. It's just you know, the world title on Donkey Kong, the world title on Pac-Man. And, uh, and when Life Magazine invited the people for the, the photograph, then we were inviting them as the specific world champions, like the Tempest world champion, the Centipede world champion. So, uh, so essentially, this united all these arcades and made them one cohesive whole so that they all were competing for the same world records instead of just for the world record or the, or the, or the arcade records in their own arcade. And that united all of them. And by uniting all of them, we were able to create rules. We were able to establish who the world record holders were and, and announce the belts where it may have contests. And, uh, and because of all that happened, all because all that happened, that's why the magazines like Joust, Joystick, sorry, joystick, uh, video games, computer games, uh, lots of video game magazines begin to carry the Twin Galaxy scores um, because um, it was an amazing service. Mm-hmm. Twin Galaxies was then and still is an amazing service. So, and I hope that all the people who enjoy the service truly appreciate it and recognize how much stuff has had to happen 
for this service to be developed to the level that it is now and made available to all these people on this, I guess, essentially on a free basis. I don't mm -hmm. think people are paying for their score verifications and stuff like that. And uh, so it's a, it's an amazing gift to the community and I hope people appreciate it oh, and uh, support oh, it yeah. and make it grow even more and more and more and more. Oh yeah. And that's kind of where the show belongs. We see the comments every night just of people being glad that they have somebody else that can, you know, it might be one video game that's so obscured or last night there, we talked about a main game that wasn't even, uh, actually no, I was talking to somebody off air today for an interview coming up where a game never came to the States, but there's these two people going back and forth playing on MAME. You know, if it wasn't for this collective space to compete in, you know, I, boom, life would be just a, you know, a little bit less not as good. But, <laughs> but just real quick, Walter, I know your analogy went kind of long, but you were talking about you're the, you were the lightning rod that started it all. So is that is that why you know he lost some hair, or, or is that? Who says I lost? Who <laughs> <says> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's why I said it. None of us he, should he, talk. He, he gained. We're younger. Of, he gained plenty of hair when the beard filled in, though. He had the mm -hmm. mustache back then. Oh, you then, know what? Oh yeah, that mustache, that that caterpillar. Well, Where's that caterpillar enough, picture? Uh, my hair is sort of like my father's, and it's it's still the same. It's still the same color. For some yeah. reason, my hair doesn't. For some reason, my hair is not graying. I guess it's the DNA thing. Hmm. So, but it's thinning. That's for sure. Look at that. Oh, where is it? Oh, come on, Mike. We're gonna use a switcher. Look at that caterpillar. Look at that big caterpillar. That mustache. That is great. That that's the great one. Oh, yeah. That's the, so the mustache I like to call me. Do you have any idea how fast you were going, son? Yeah. <laughs> were you a police officer at one time, Walter, or no? So I don't think I've ever told anybody, but the, this, the video game news update was filmed in February 1983. Wow. It was filmed right after the That's Incredible uh, yeah. Twin Galaxies World Championship was completed in January of 83. So... Uh, no, because I don't think most people know when that was. That's just like hanging in there with no, you know, attribution. But February of '83. When, Walter, when did you start wearing the the famous referee outfit that you're wearing now? Obviously, after that, sometime after that. Uh, 1981 and '82, I wore three-piece suits. You may have noticed that in some of the old photographs. Mm -hmm. Always three-piece suits. Then for the That's Incredible event, we all were in referee outfits. Very See, cool. A th that's a three-piece suit. And uh, 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 so in January of 1983, I started wearing the referee outfit, and then I probably wore the referee outfit just just you know on one-ups, just like one day here, one day there for different events. But I'm trying to think of when those would have been though. But essentially, I started officially permanently wearing the referee outfit in uh, 1996. Okay. It was 20 years, 21 years now. Um, well, from, that, from that moment on, uh, I've had fun wearing it. And sometimes I, sometimes it's a real hoop because sometimes, like, uh, like when I went to a, a Colorado Rockies baseball game, <laughs> I, I wore the referee outfit. And uh, and then I saw posts on uh, online, somebody saying, oh, my God, the guy from the King of Kong, he was there and he was wearing his referee outfit. I was wondering if, I was wondering if he takes off when he showers. 
<laughs> I, ju- I just gotta ask Walter, was there any home runs hit that day at the Rocky Stadium? Because it is home run capital. Uh, was it, I don't think I knew that because I've only been to one game there. Is it the home run capital? Yeah, because it's so high up in elevation, and the it's Ball like a ba- it's a batter's dream to hit there because you can <laughs> less, take them out all day. Less less air resistance, I guess. Yep. Okay, so that, that's very interesting, Glenn. Uh, I really haven't thought about that, but the Dodgers were playing them that day, and the Dodgers won. So, Glenn, are you a are you a Brewers fan? Or are you a uh... yeah. Yes, I'm a diehard Brewers fan. Been going to games ever since I was four years old. Okay, so let's let's one. let's go to a game together. Okay. Okay. Because because uh, I and a group of people, uh, Terry Cheney, who's over in Cincinnati, we almost went to a Brewers game on August 31st, but then some stuff happened that stopped it from happening. So we'll we'll make sure that you're part of the game. Okay. Yeah, and uh, sell it on the screen's going to be at the Brewers game. Versus the Cubs, MGC oh, really? weekend. Yeah, MGC weekend. What what weekend is that? It's what the first April seventh, eighth, and ninth. Right, seventh, eighth. Yeah, April seventh, eighth, and ninth. Oh, you're talking about season opener. Is it gone? I should be. It's up uh, there. It's one of the first. I think it's the second series. Second series. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. World champs against my. Uh, Going to be in Milwaukee, right? Yep. Because cause that's 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 because last se- last season, you know, 2016 season, uh, a whole bunch of us went to the Kansas City Royals Stadium for a game. And the Royals won. Nice. And then a little earlier in the season, we went to the Reds Stadium, which had never been to before, and that Reds beat the. Uh, oh, I can't remember now. And then I went to also in July. I went to the, I went to a minor league All Star game. The Midwest, awesome. the Midwest, the Midwestern League <laughs> happened to have its All-Star game in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, I guess they have it there maybe every eight or ten or twelve years, and just happened to match up. So we went to see the All-Star game, and there's 16 teams in the Midwestern League, if I remember correctly, and they were all there with their their uh, uh, mascots dressed up like birds and fish and <laughs> donkeys and all these mascots. When you got your way, Go ahead, well. Were we gonna get back to video games today? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, Walter, you'll you'll definitely have to come and check out a game sometime. With yeah, well, it's, it's, it's when we're ready because Milwaukee is on the list for this summer. Okay, so you're part of the game. We're going. Okay. We'll just maybe yeah. maybe it could be maybe it could be April seventh, eighth, or ninth. Yeah, yeah. There's know. uh yeah. There's a night. I know probably since it's MGC weekend, we probably won't go Saturday. But, the Midwest uh, Gaming Class. They Friday night, yeah. Walker. Friday night, seven o'clock against the Cubs, and then April 9th on Sunday at one o'clock. So, well, that could do it. it. Maybe that, maybe that could, huh? maybe that could happen. You get to see world champs at a park you've never been to before, Walter. That's right. So the Milwaukee Brewers went to the World Series once. The Milwaukee yep. Brewers, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers lost to the. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, they lost to the Cardinals. Yep, the Cardinals. Walter, 80, that was eighty. That was eighty-two. Eighty-two, and then in eighty-three, eighty-three, the uh, the Phillies lost to the Orioles. Yep. Walter, I got an idea you know, for you. Do you actually next... know that? Do you actually know that stuff, Glenn? Or are you just saying yeah? No, I, I oh, actually do, it. Walter. I, uh, yeah. Me and Nick talk baseball all day long, Walter. Walter, <laughs> how about for your next trading card set, sports figures? 
That's never been done before. Is that, is that niche taken? Or <laughs> like I like I said, Walter, Walter, I was brought into baseball culture when I was four years old. Yeah. I've been going to games since I was that young. <laughs> so. One of the coolest things I thought when Walter, when I first met you, one of the first days in in Fairfield. Um, Nick and I thought one of the coolest things with you was right when we walked in the door, you, we started talking about sports with you. We thought like, oh, this guy's, this guy's cool. He doesn't just know about gaming. One of the first things you said to Nick and I was like, oh, you're from Detroit. Oh my God. Oh, the Lions. I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first things you said. You probably don't remember that, but when we walked yeah. into your home in Fairfield, hmm. um, well, the, the Lions are going to get the Lions are getting better. The Lions are going to do something. Yeah, I, be a good let's year. hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. You know, something interesting just popped up on the chat a little while ago, Walter, that I, I didn't know this. I wanted you to maybe comment on it. But uh, somebody, I'll, I'll give him a shout-out. It was a Bill Hoffman Jr. was talking on the chat a little while ago. He was talking about a radio station, one of the local radio stations that people used to call in to their scores. And that was one way that you guys would communicate the scores was you'd call in and they, were, uh, they would talk about it on air so people could actually you know, listen and tune in. Is that something you remember? Well, I don't remember too clearly, but I think that I think that could have happened a couple of times. It could have happened locally. And also, uh, Twin Galaxies back in 82, 83 to 4 had a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of different groups and organizations and journals and what have you were avidly, avidly just devouring everything we could produce and send to them because... Uh, it was uh, it was a dynamic time. It was an amazing time, absolutely amazing time. And uh, so, yeah, that that that, that probably happened. But uh, you know, uh, it, it's hard to remember everything after all this time. <laughs> Speaking of things you probably don't remember, do you um, have you played any Magic Town or Big Bat lately? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Big Bat the other day, thinking, <laughs> gee. Yeah, I wonder how I could find another Big Bat. Have it you ever is... seen Big Bat? <laughs> I, I can't I've say that I have. seen pictures of it, but that's about it. Big Bat is one of the big... You know how they have the monstrous, monstrous games that <laughs> cost $25,000 yeah. today, and not every arcade can afford them because they're so physically huge and they take up so much space and they weigh so much and they're so hard to move? Well, Big <laughs> Bat was like that uh, back in when it came out in 1990, I think. And so uh, I had, uh, I think I got 20 runs on it. Uh, so I think <laughs> for a while I might have had the world record. You still do. Yeah. You yep, you still do. That's why we brought it up. Both, both of those games I brought up, Big Bat and Magic Town, there's a Walter Day still listed as number one. You know, there's there's dozens of scores that you've thrown out throughout the years, and I know that you're not you know currently gaming, but, but Big Bat and Magic Town, you are still the champion on those games, Walter. So I want to wish you a congratulations on that. Uh, make tracks. I know that was your big one. You gonna ever uh, ever gonna try to make tracks? I make tracks this again? every time. <laughs> I well, insist I on asking you every time a, I see you, Walter. I know. I know you get tired of it. <laughs> there is there there is an event coming up in June that I'll be going to in Wichita. They have a make tracks there, and I think I'm gonna send them. Actually, maybe I'll send them a message tonight saying, if you can hook up the apparatus, I will officially go for the make tracks world record again and again and again and again and again. Uh, and people are just People are just tired of it, and uh, that'll be over the course of two days, of course, in Wichita. So it would be fun to go for the record. Uh, uh, it would take a bunch of playing because it's a, 
game of uh, definitely fast reaction time. <laughs> but you need, it's like any game, you need a lot of practice. So I'd have to build up the score over the course of two two days before probably I would get close to at least breaking. I'd be satisfied <laughs> just to break my own record, which was one time a world record. Yes. But now I've now learned that the world record is way beyond. Yeah, you're uh, still sixth place. I had like, you're sixth overall, I had, current. I mean, you were the champion. Uh, you're about 8 million points out. Your, your old not. score is about 8 million, or I'm sorry, 800,000 points out. Yeah, 800,000, yeah. So, I added uh, a zero there. Sorry. Actually, yeah. Actually, he's fifth because there's an error in the Twin Galaxies database oh, yeah. that lists somebody's score twice. twice. So technically, you're fifth place right now. The world record is okay. 2.3 million. So. Okay. So I uh, is that Greg Bond? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so I believe that if I play enough, I can get 2.3 million. All right. Okay, cool. but. But but you know that's playing a lot. That's a lot of games. A lot of playing. <laughs> that's it's a, a lot. It's a game. It's a game where it's an unforgiving game because if you lose your focus, um, uh, you, you die. You die. You know, so. <laughs> well, I know that's a lot of time to put into it because I know you're of course always busy doing something. I, I know you have something to talk about coming up in March that you wanted to talk about. I got it ready for you. Okay, so. Um, Everybody knows that I'm having a lot of fun making trading cards. So I got four big sets. I have the newest one. Uh, uh, what are you doing, Michael? I'm showing your trading cards off. We got a trading card bubble that we're going to display oh, people's I, trading cards I, on. I, I, Michael, Michael's the master of doing these little subtle things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can distract Walter at any time. Can you see who is? Uh, can you see who's in that trading card bubble? Probably not. Walter. No, no. Actually, it's very, it's very indistinct. Yeah. I, I, as far as I know, it was a goldfish bowl. I couldn't tell. <laughs> what all, all, all I knew is that he was doing another thing to completely derail me. Okay, so now I'm back on rail. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Please uh, okay. go on about the next trading yeah, card set, sorry. though, Walter. <laughs> no, no. I see. I see. He's got on the. I see that he's got on his desk there the uh, the bubble with the trading card in it and his and his autographed copy of Lady Gaga, my wife. <laughs> so, uh, so essentially, Close uh, enough. Uh, move forward again. So I'm doing the trading cards, and uh, there's an event in Banning, California, which is near Riverside, and everybody should come to that because John Weeks, the brilliant John Weeks, who created the Museum of Pinball. Uh, he has on for for free play. Uh, Chris, you have to pay to get in, but once you're in, you for free play. He he has his personal collection of over 800. It could very well be 900 now. Coin-operated amusement awesome. devices, amazing amount of arcade games, uh, and he has them all there for you to play. And um, there was a big event there before, which Twin Galaxies did a video game festival there. And also, there's been numerous events where uh, the Museum of Pinball had what they call an arcade expo. So the arcade expo happens March 17th through 19th. I might want to check that. I think I'm right. March yep, 17th. 35, 35 days, and we'll, 15 we'll hours, be, and 30 I'll, minutes. I'll be there. The legendary Joel West will be there. The indefatigable, whatever that means. Over 1,100 pinball and arcade machines to play. So, so Billy Mitchell will be there, and lots and lots and lots of uh, Twin Galaxy superstars noted for their high-scoring uh, prowess will be there. But we're going to be honoring 
some people who have not been on a trading card yet. I specifically, secretly behind the scenes, with the help of some of the some of the people who are in this who are the, who are scoreboard up champions, uh, uh, have been searching for nine different people who have not yet been on a card, but who have who are sort of new for getting world records. And so, you could, if you want to, Michael, you can show a couple of the cards. Yep. All right. If I'll bring you, the first if, one up. If, Here we go. Oh no, I'm terrible. Terrible at working this thing. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, There's number one. Okay. My goodness. We know him. There's the legendary. There's the legendary Mikey McBrien, a champion on NHL '94. He's on a card, and then another card. Um, you got hey, the Mike. Ben Sweeney hey, one. Mike. There's the Ben Sweeney. Then there's the Ben Sweeney one for Final Fight, and these are just yeah. two of Great nine game. cards. And someone secretly behind the scenes has come forward and said, "I would be honored to be the sponsor of these nine cards and pay all the printing expenses, so that you'd be able to unveil them and make special awards." You want to show the award now, if you got it up there, Michael? Boom. Uh, this is going. This is this is the Ben Sweeney award, and it's kind of like maybe needs a little more fine tuning to make it more correct and it's artistic layout but that's the ben sweeney award and each one of these nine people on these nine new cards will be getting an award even if they don't show up at ban in california we'll send the award to them so very cool. my, my challenge now out to the people who are listening to this broadcast is that we've only found six of the people so far so we're still looking for three more twin galaxies world record holders who have never yet been on a trading card, who I can review them and look what, see what they've done and put them on a card and include them as a member of this group of nine that'll get awards and cards free as a gift from someone who's a secret sponsor. If we ever raise any more money than that, of course I might throw out a few more than that, make a 12 for the series or 15 for the series. But right now we're shooting for nine because that's what the sponsor has volunteered to pay for. But if there's other sponsors out there who want to join in this, they are always welcome. So that's what we're doing now. We're looking for three more people who are Twin Galaxies world record holders to be honored on trading cards as they get from the sponsor and have those awards and cards be unveiled in Banning, California, March 17th through 19th. Just what? God, just a little, just barely over a month from now. Yeah, so Walter is asking you guys right now who are watching on the chat, we will relay this information or he'll watch the show and see your suggestions. Go ahead, put your suggestions in for people who have not been on a card. So yeah. when you say, um, I don't know, uh, give me somebody. Uh, yeah, we're not looking for a fifth Billy yeah. Mitchell card. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want anybody who's been on a trading card no, if you accidentally make a mistake and you didn't know he's on a trading card, that's fine. Maybe give us a few suggestions in the chat and uh, yeah. we'll definitely help Walter uh, go through that. Who's definitely deserving? I, um, I have one or two in mind. If, if they don't come up with them, then he's going to have to put somebody like podcaster extraordinaire Michael Janay <laughs> on a card. Who, Mike Janay does not have a trading 13th card 13th place in Super Mario no, Brothers sorry, Wii. Uh, <laughs> Mike Janay and uh, podcasting extraordinaire Nick Houselander, right. I believe, mm -hmm. is not. Yeah. The uh, the normal host of this show, the, uh, those, uh, you know, the, just, just a few ideas that 
let's hope somebody we, can top. We, uh, we want the chat to be <laughs> suggesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think about these suggestions. Right, but we want you guys to help Walter out for sure. Who, who should those last three be? Um, well, that's very that's cool. exciting news, Walter. And uh, it's, a, it's great that it's 35 years yeah. later and we're still... You're still, you're still right. doing this as well. I mean, the, like I said, everybody else is helping and it's growing. It's very awesome to see. He's a, great a very day. overworked retired man. Yes, he is. Yep. <laughs> and for someone, we, we, we did your retirement yeah. video all these years ago. Shameless plug, Mike. Don't forget. Yeah, I know. Our um, day with Walter Day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Oh, well. I, I made you lose it. No. Um, what, what, a, oh, go ahead, Glenn. I'm just going to say, here's another train of thought we could pursue for a moment. Sure. Uh, so it's now 30, it's 35 years ago now. Today, it would have happened, at, it would have happened like 9 or 10 or 11 in the morning that I made the phone calls, February 9th, 1982. But the next big milestone on the way for Twin Galaxies is April 4th, April 5th, 1982. 35 years ago. 35 years ago on those days, Twin Galaxies completely broke out of its boundaries of just being an arcade of course when it did the scoreboard but on I, I believe it was april 4th or 5th whatever it was it was the weekend it might be april 2nd to 4th 1982 okay but it's 35 years ago that twin galaxies organized its first national contest because defender right. was such a big deal and we we're getting so many phone calls about it every day we organized a national defender championship and and if i remember correctly and let's hope my memory's correct it was 23 it was 23 different cities had their local champ at their local arcade all go for the world record on defender at the same time okay i only have you know of course a lot of them crashed and burned about six or seven or eight of them actually reported their scores that are still in our database, I think. And one of them actually went on to be the champion, and, he, and a little burb on him got put in Video Games Magazine. And I have one newspaper clipping from March. No, it's from a. There's one newspaper clipping from March of 1982, and it's from the Arizona Republic. And I should send it to you. Cool. Uh, and in the article, the guy's a local guy who says, I'm going for this blah, 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 I'm a Defender player, and I'm getting ready for this big national Defender Day that's being organized by Twin Galaxies in Ottumwa, Iowa, who's the scorekeeper and the <laughs> organizer of all this. So I only have one newspaper clipping that actually talks about it, but we organized a, a contest that was held, uh, uh, you know, supported in 23 different places around the nation, which was pretty significant because remember, there's no internet to put this together. Yep. So it's like a, it's like an, an amazing, an amazing amount of divine support. Oh yeah. Divine support of nature. So the reason I brought this up is that maybe when that weekend comes in uh, two months, you guys can have a defender night or something and have. People talk about Defender. Yeah, maybe or, get some people. Maybe or get the guy some who actually won the play. event could get on. You could actually have the guy who won the event be on your show because he's on a trading card and we know him well. Okay. Uh, so it could be a whole. It could be all about the whole How thing around Twin Galaxies first. I got an idea too. How about What's the fun? weekend after we all congregate at MGC and go to a baseball game? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, 
We uh, sell it on the screen. <laughs> you get some Defender players. That's right. After after, after the baseball course, game is what you're suggesting, priorities. right? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, Walter, that's, that's a great I idea. Like we definitely. I think, I think Glenn's ideas are great. That's a great <laughs> idea, Glenn. I, I prefer Glenn's idea because I really don't like Defender, but we should definitely <laughs> yes. have um, the, the former champs on and maybe a oh. few people who else can play the game. Because, like I said, that's what we plan to do here on Settle on the Screen in the upcoming weeks is actually people going head-to-head, not trying to get the world record that night, just trying to beat one other person that night and see who's yeah. the champ for March 28th, 2017. So a little miniature tournament. A little time. miniature tournament on this place some, uh, to keep showcasing uh, the skills of people at Twin Galaxies. Mike, can we do a shameless plug real quick? Yeah, sure, we Walter do. Walter Day. Um, if, if you haven't got quite enough uh, information yet, go check out our day with Walter Day or contact Mike or I if you would like uh, the off-the-internet off the DVD footage, which does still exist. Mm-hmm. This gives a huge interview that Mike and Nick yeah. and I did with Walter years ago that really goes in-depth. Um, Walter, sorry about asking about make tracks again. Um, <laughs> I know I do it every time, but uh, no promises that next time we talk, I won't ask you about my tracks again. So, Walter, can people still buy this book? Can you see it? I don't know if you can see it through Skype. Is it still available, brand new? Here, I'll. Uh... Isn't that amazing? Well, here's here's the story on the book. Five thousand copies were printed. Oh, okay. But... So this is one of five thousand. Oh, well, here's here's what happened. Five thousand copies were printed, and uh, and essentially uh, they were in a warehouse in Kansas City. And and uh, and my understanding is that Barnes and Noble was doing all sorts of industrial industry manipulations, and they caused a lot of booksellers and distributors and what have you warehouses to go out of business. So suddenly the art the the warehouse that had Still, they still had like 1,200 copies of the book, and they went out of business. So they 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 sent to the paper shredder like 1,200 copies of the book. Oh, so I think there's only like, I think there's only like 3,800 copies in existence. Oh wow. Well, I I got a question, Walter, about that. Do you remember signing a book for a Brian Sullivan? Do you remember that name? Just by, I mean, I'm not asking you to search through your database and if it just rings a bell for you. Uh, no, not really. Good, because you shouldn't care because he sold this copy on eBay <laughs> and I got it. I, I'm applauding, I'm applauding Brian Sullivan. <laughs> you profited. The entrepreneurial spirit of Brian Sullivan. So well, Brian Sullivan's is, book now belongs is, to the one and only Michael Soroka. <laughs> that last name actually rings a bell. Everyone's looking for him now, <laughs> trying to contact him. Why would you sell that book? <laughs> he was young either. and he needed the money. What are you going to do? So, uh, well, how, much, how much did you pay for it? I Nine can't bucks? remember, but it, it seemed like quite a bit for me for... I mean, is it more than, oh, yeah, it was more than the retail price. I think I paid, like, $38, $38 $40 off for it. Looks, it. But it's in good condition, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's in great condition, yeah. So we scratched hey, Walter, out his name and wrote my name. But If you want to catch a baseball game and sign it for Mike, you should come out to NBC. 
We'll, we'll work on him. We'll make Walter go to MGC, Glenn. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure he gets him. I, I have several things signed by Walter um, at my house, but Walter, if you'd like to sign something for me to sell on eBay, <laughs> I'd be happy. I, I need the money. What can I say? Oh. I got a lot of kids. <laughs> got oh. mouths to feed. Oh. What? What? That? That? That book there that's on your, that's on your, I mean, is this? Yep. That book right there. So that's, that's Lady Gaga's book, My Life. Oh, that's Christina book. Aguilera's VHS tape. She's a, oh. uh, she's a very uh, avid um, arcade player. And we figured for our show, since we're on every night, if we keep this on her desk, somehow she's going to find out about it. And maybe she'll let us into her personal arcade and sing for us. So... Or What's at the name? at least be on the show. At least be on the show, yeah. What is her name? Christina her name Aguilera. Is, uh, yeah, Christina Aguilera, but she goes by oh. Lady Gaia. No, she did, don't <laughs> confuse him. Well, don't 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 we all? She's she's a genie sure. in a bottle. Yeah, you got to rub her the right right. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, Walter, we we do have some questions in the chat. I, I know we're we're going over, and we always said we'd never go over on this show. That was one of our staples when we first started. So you guys are in for a treat. We do have some um, questions in the chat that we wanted to ask a long time ago. Dang. Wow, damage live television show, Rush folks. Um, Walter, uh, we know we've talked about this a lot, but they want to know what is your favorite soup. Did you say soup or suit? Soup. S O U P. Yep. Yes. Yes, sir. What is my favorite soup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't make soup myself, and I cook for myself all the time. Hmm. I don't make soup, but my favorite soup is split pea soup. Oh. No, nice. I knew it. I called it. Called I called it. it. All right. Josh, we could have just answered. We could have just answered that in the chat for him. Mic drop moment of the night. <laughs> hey, Josh. Yes, sir. Out to MGC, the Midwest Gaming Classic. I owe you ten bucks. You do. That's right. And you could guys just buy some soup. Personally, you could buy. You, $10 you could buy Walter some split pea soup after the Brewers game. So, sign that ten dollar bill for me, Glenn. I'm gonna sell it on eBay for eleven dollars. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'll keep um, it. I will keep it forever and cherish it. A couple more questions real quick. Uh, how's the music career coming along? You got some compositions going, Walter? Well, here's what's happening with that. My music is even more involved than individual songs. I'm actually writing a musical. I'm making oh, a musical. Really? Very cool. Yeah, an actual music. You know what musicals are? You know, they have the plot, which yeah. they call the book. It's called the libretto, the book. There's the plot, there's the story, and they stop and sing and dance, and they t more stuff happens, and they stop and sing and dance, and more stuff happens. And so, and it's really challenging, because I, I guess the best way to put it is this. It, it's, it's something that I, I, it's something that I've, I bit off almost more than I can chew, because it's almost like, the way I look at it is that it's so challenging to figure out the plot and write the lyrics, and do the music, and write the story, and the act, all the action on the stage, that it's challenging me, because these are all skill sets that, you know, I just, I don't have any training, or study, or background in, but I'm absolutely determined to attempt to do this, and make this happen. So, a lot of scientists nowadays say that they're discovering that the brain is actually very elastic, elasticity, 
and that what you put your attention on in your life grows in your lot grows in your life and that you can actually develop traits and qualities and trends and, 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 and skills that you didn't have before but simply because by putting your attention on something and working on it and focusing on it you actually make those tendencies or qualities or strengths or skills actually grow stronger and more vivid and clearer and brighter so I'd have to say right now I'm just not smart enough to do uh, something like this musical but I'm determined to try and do it and I won't stop and by doing it I believe that it'll get easier and it'll actually unfold some faculties I don't currently have so that's how I view it it's completely challenging to do this so that's why it's taking so much time before you guys have heard anything of this musical but that's what I'm doing and that's my uh, the way I view it and, and the value I see in it by doing it not just for the fun of it but it's also an incredibly growing experience and the journey is of course fun right you're enjoying the journey of making it correct I'm assuming oh, yeah. the journey of well, that's what a lot of this has been for twin galaxies and everything and the trading cards uh, uh, it's all a journey it's a fun 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 journey that you know in theory makes me better and better and better and turns on more faculties which I love uh, Walter just to let you know you are David Holy Cross's hero that is straight up. You are the hero of David Holy Cross. Just came so across we're our message reading board. Our we're reading the chat. For Come you. across our message board. You are you are a hero to many people, but namely to David Holy Cross tonight. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, all I, all I can say is holy smoke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, just a little program note here for tomorrow. Um, let's do this right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, obviously, Walter was today, Thursday. Uh, tomorrow night on the show, we're going to have John Salter and David Cruz. They're going to talk about a marathon attempt going on at the Full Blast uh, Arcade in Ohio at John's place. There is a world record attempt, going, a marathon world record attempt going on this weekend. We will talk about it tomorrow with them. We'll promote it. We'll let you know where it is, where to watch it. Um, we might rebroadcast it here on our channel, um, so make sure you turn in tomorrow. And then on Monday, we're going to talk to Todd Friedman. Uh, he's a DJ, hero world record holder uh, for that fun game that I never got into, which looked interesting. Yeah. But nevertheless, he is an avid uh, tr uh, collector of Walter's cards, also writes a couple articles for a few websites. So we'll have his insight on Monday on My our buddy. show. My buddy. Love Todd Friedman. Yeah, Good so guy. Can't lots wait of for stuff him. coming here up on Settle It on the Screen. So make sure you guys share, like, um, you know, telegraph, any way you can communicate to let the upcoming shows, of course. So like so and share, like and share, like and share, like and share. There's yeah. New segments too. Huh? Well, there yeah, there's new segments too. Yes, re re uh, laying tracks at the Twin Galaxies database with Glenn and Mike. Right. There's a couple of that. Of course, we'll continue uh, what arcade gamers say. Actually, we got another segment that. Nick hasn't contacted you yet, Walter. Uh, it's uh, I don't. I know you don't really know much about fixing arcade machines or video game systems, but uh, our our co-host Nick, who isn't here, he wants to uh, he wants to start a new segment with you called uh, souping up with Nick or <laughs> souping up systems, like making upgrades to video games. I don't know what he's thinking, but he might contact you just to give you a heads up. So you can ignore his request if you want, <laughs> but yeah, souping it up. So, 
Thanks so much, Walter. Yes, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it. And it's an awesome 35-year uh, journey, Absolutely. and obviously there'll be 35 more, at least 35 more years of people going back and forth, competing, having fun, being social with each other, enjoying life, competing on video games. Congrats so. to you, my friend. So good to see your face again, Walter. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. This is a lot of fun, and it's a nice show, and uh, welcome to Video Game News Update. I'm That's Walter right. Here. That's the whole inspiration <laughs> for this show. That's the reason I did it. Somebody did one episode of the podcast, and I'm like, no, oh, they stopped it. Oh. And then I watched Walter's video, and I'm like, someone <laughs> needs to do that. Absolutely. That's, that's, this is what you get. They <laughs> choose to fill, but we're, we're doing what we can. Yeah, so uh, awesome. Good stuff. Oh, by the way, by the way, if people respond uh, to the uh, invitation to, to recommend three people for the finish up, to round out those cards, should they contact you or should they directly send something to me? Um, they've, they, they've been already putting it in the chat. Um, so we can, you and I can go back through the chat and okay. look for people's names and weed out some, uh, you know, the ones who are already on some cards and I yeah. can give you some suggestions for that too. So make sure you guys check out Arcade Expo, just Google that 3.0 so you guys can be there for the unveiling of the nine cards. Right. Um, and of course, you know, now we expect Walter to be there at MGC, <laughs> according to Glenn, <laughs> and go see a baseball game at least. We don't have to go to the video yeah, game convention. MGC adjacent. Let's just go to all three Brewer games that weekend. Let's <laughs> just video games. With Thanks, Walter. Tradition. We did it last year, so. Yeah, that, true. that's true. I, I, know, I know what type of food you eat, Walter, but the tradition to go into a Brewer's game is you have to get a... Um, Batting helmet filled with nachos, meat, nacho cheese, salsa. So I, I don't know if you're going to be able to handle that. I did. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to tell you something secret about both Billy Mitchell and myself. Uh -oh. Do you know what we're both we're, we're both addicted to? Hmm. Popcorn. Wow. Really? Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah. Popcorn. I mean, I mean, there's times when Billy Mitchell and I would say that, well, we're not going to show up. You're not going to be serving popcorn. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Good to know. So, uh, so that's it. Popcorn at baseball. Popcorn at baseball stadiums usually is way too small. Oh yeah, it's all yeah. You don't. It's not like at the movie theater where you can adjust what you want. Oh no, the brewers. Brewers have the best popcorn. Oh, there's the curtain, I guess. <laughs> well, they're cutting us off. Good night, Walter. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys all tomorrow night at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're on Settle on the Screen. See you. Okay.